Hey everyone, welcome back to Facially Conscious with myself, Trina Renee, esthetician, Dr. Vicki Rappaport, dermatologist, Rebecca Gadbury, the cosmetic ingredient guru, and our fabulous, overly educated consumer, Julie Falls. We are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics. It's confusing out there in this big, wide world. That's why we're here to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Facially Conscious. We have a our lovely Dr. Wang in the house today, and we're going to talk about a laser called the Halo, which is almost why I started this whole podcast in the first place. Wow. Yes, because uh, Julie over here had gotten a Halo from Dr. Wang over here, and um, and I, you know, was to, uh, in the middle of the two of them, <laughs> this was not a happy experience for Dr. Wang or or Julie. But I was in the middle of the two of them going back and forth because it was a weekend, I think. And and she I can't give her Dr. Wang's number. So I was being the go between. And um, she was a little stressed out because she has highly sensitive skin. And um, I have highly sensitive skin. So I understand. And so I was trying to help between the two of them. And I was like, we need to have a podcast where we talk about these different lasers. So every time I tell people I'm doing this show, I'm like, so we can talk about things like, let's say the halo laser. And I always give that as an example, <laughs> the halo laser, you know, you don't know what it is. And, and a doctor tells you, oh, this would be a great thing for you. How do you know if it's great for you? Because the doctors are trying to sell you the laser, not that you were trying to do that, Dr. Wang, but I'm saying in general, doctors are trying to sell you their lasers. So how do you know if a laser is right for you? You don't. You just have to trust that the doctor's telling you it is. And then something happens like what happened to Julie. And then she's like at home freaking out. And so let's talk about this experience. What what actually happened there? Because, you know, it. I think it also showed you, Dr. Wang, a little bit. It taught you a little bit of, of a lesson, like how to deal with situations like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Julie, do you want to start? Or I, can, well, I can also start I mean, too. first of all, as we discussed before we um, started, um, he said, I'm really going to just turn this way up. And I, I'm i really of the mind that if I'm going to do something, then let's go for it. And um, and, and normally and, on people, yeah. he could turn it up and it would be fine. I'm very, but on very people... sensitive, Trina. You and I both, like yes. I swell the the mildest laser you know i i just i will swell i mean i and you did I called... give me your phone number trina eventually he was corresponding with me um directly I think, give I me think... some details guys I, I like think... dying here you all know what's going on and so, me dr vicky has no idea what's I know, happening no i i so Poor details, please. Vicky. so i actually think it was actually a good experience and i and i say this truly because i think if, if you're going to someone who thinks they're perfect and that there's never going to be a complication or anything then i think that person like that will stop learning, right? And so when I when I first met um, Julie, 
um, I was not in my current clinic. I was uh, at a smaller practice in Beverly Hills. At that time, that was truly the only laser they had. So for the for the indication that it was, we had limited options. And so that that was um, kind of why we chose the Halo. And it's a relatively new laser at the practice. And I was a little baby dermatologist at that time. <laughs> you kind of learned. How long ago was this? This must have been 2017, 2016. Okay. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a long time ago. But what it taught me, the whole experience, was that a laser company can give you the downtime. Oh, downtime is less than five days. And when you are told this and you're trained on on that, when you do your first um, you know, 20 patients, that's what you're telling people. And most people do respond in that time frame. But what we learn is that you really got to give people a wider range. People with very sensitive skin. Like Julie had, I think, redness for like, what, two weeks at least after the, yeah. after the procedure? Very, very, very red. And my face looked like a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so those are the things that kind of like, they humble you, right? Because lasers are very powerful. And I think they're not to be messed around with. And I think, I think these experiences really teach people about what lasers can do. And then the, the trade-off is that everything has their, their, their positives and negatives. Ultimately, Julie had a great result from from the halo, but it allows just people just need to know what to expect when they get a procedure done. And I think and, and giving people access to to the clinic when there there is something that's unexpected, I think that's that's tr truly important. So the experience is knowing which settings to use on what type of skin for sure, but also how do you build a system around that whole laser experience so people know what to expect and they know how to reach out to you if there's something that's kind of um different. So I, I'm really thankful for that experience because really ever since that experience, I've completely changed the way I approach um, my consultations with patients. Wow. That's awesome. So yeah, were because... you treating, sorry, were you treating redness? Were you treating fine lines? What were you treating with this halo? We were treating a little bit of everything. Uh, it's, it's a truly, so, so the halo is actually a, a hybrid fractional laser. It's an erbium and diode together. And so what it's doing, it's doing kind of an ablative ring on the surface and epidermis and it's doing a core that's not ablative kind of deeper in the skin so this laser is uh, it's one of my favorites it is it is so powerful but with the power comes kind of that downtime you have so you know for me the geeky dermatologist the erbium is the resurfacing of the diode is a hair laser so what is the diode doing yeah the diode is actually the one that's actually kind of coring it out so so the diode at what high coring energies, it out mean so basically you're you're, you're creating these channels in the skin really any fractional laser in the hybrid is a fractional laser, right? So people always think about, oh, fractional must be Fraxel. Fraxel is a brand mm -hmm. of right. fractional laser. Mm -hmm. We can do fractional on multiple, and, and I have four fractional lasers in my, in my practice. They all are different strengths. And so now in my own practices, I, we can tailor the type of fractional laser to whatever people need. By right. the way, we do uh, a few episodes back, we did an episode on fractional lasers, uh, just abroad, what they are, you yeah. know, how they work. So continue. Yeah, on. people rarely do full, full ablative lasers now. I mean, this is when people, you kind of see people walking around with completely shiny faces, devoid of uh, hair follicles and, and pores. And that's because you literally have generated a whole layer of scar tissue on the surface of the skin. So it's not super great for the skin. Mm -hmm. Fractional lasers allow this micro healing tissue injury thing to to really um, maximize the results without the downtime and the scarring. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Halo Laser does. And it's great for most skin types. And it's it's used to treat brown spots, fine lines, pores, there's a little skin tightening. Um, it can it can beautifully remove t all types of freckles, 
Um, but it's oftentimes combined as well with like BBL, which is it's on the same platform. So people kind of do that combination treatment for the maximum effect. I've seen many people do the combo BBL with Halo mm -hmm. with you that have a beautiful result. Yeah, it can be it can be or really an great. IPL with a Halo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the BBL is a kind of a subtype of IPL, but it's just a really really wonderful um, combination. But because it's so powerful, you know, people do have variable variable healing times. I now tell people between one and two weeks is kind of kind of what you expect. Did you have it. pretty good results, Julie? Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, I remember being like super, super collagen creating afterwards and really loving that, you know, felt really dewy and um, a lot of brown spots. I think some of the rosacea helped with that. You know, it was just overall, it just took a while. Well, and, you know, and Dr. Wang mentions like the, the full resurfacing laser that we used to do 20, 25 years ago, the CO2 resurfacing lasers, mm -hmm. which people would do mostly like under anesthesia when they were doing their facelifts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then some dermatologists were just doing it on their own. But I feel like people don't necessarily, quote unquote, need that anymore because we are doing all these baby treatments up until, you know, 70s, 80s. So when people are getting facelifts, they don't really actually need those crazy resurfacing lasers unless they really have been really bad to their skin and not doing skincare and sunscreen and all that. But I feel really impressed by this new generation the TikTokers, like, they're so incredible with their seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Okay, maybe not that quite that young, but like <laughs> early teenagers coming in for acne with six, seven steps and sunscreen's always in their routine. And I just feel like it's, I'm excited to kind of see how people are going to age. I think they're going to age better because I feel like there's so much education and people are interested. I mean, of course I'm interested. So that's kind of where I'm looking on, on media, mm -hmm. but you know, more and more people are doing more and more things. So they won't need those heavy duty treatments later as they get much older. Mm -hmm. so, I, um, in all the years I've been doing facials, for, I don't know, 17-something years, 18, um, I have only met one client who had a CO2 laser. Wow. I've seen it. in. I've observed in offices where they're doing CO2 lasers to people because I wanted to see how it works. It's crazy. But I've only ever, like, worked on someone's skin who had it, and she didn't have any pores, and sh it did look like that shiny, scar tissue looking skin. Yeah. But I feel like you can do the same thing if you do too many fraxels or too many fractionated laser lasers over and over and over when you're moving that handpiece around the skin and getting that... I feel like if people do it too often, I start to see that because I have seen that on a few. I have these like 20 something year old influencers that I see a flock of them and they get these free lasers at offices so that they can promote that office. And so they're like, whatever you want. So they're getting fillers for free and they're getting lasers for free. And this one, one of them came to me because she had like this red line above her eyebrow and she didn't know what it was. And then there was another mark on her face, like below her, by her no side of her nose. And when I looked at it closely, I was like, that's scar tissue. <laughs> because she did clear and brilliant every month over and over. And she was in her young 20s. And she just kept doing them and doing them and doing them. And she started developing that scarred looking skin. But that area that was red, it was like a permanent scar tissue looking red. It wasn't red, but it was like a, a light tone of it. That is that is strange because usually the fractional devices are are quite safe. I think you can certainly overheat if there's uh too much overlap, but 
in general, I would think for a fraction, like a clear and brilliant especially should be. So maybe, maybe so it remember, wasn't that. Maybe it was a fraxel. Maybe, maybe she was doing fraxels. It's, it's not getting some areas. So there's always like remaining areas that are are, are there to heal and bring in the right, collagen. Right, right, right. But maybe it brought out eczema. Maybe it brought out seb seborrheic dermatitis. I mean, it was maybe, it was scar tissue oh, in those areas. Oh. But to, yeah, maybe again. it was Fraxel she was doing every month. It was aggressive for her age. Fraxel, yeah, Fraxel probably shouldn't be done every month. Um, certainly, Fraxel is a CO two laser, right, uh -huh. which is fractionated CO two, um, which has a complication rate. Fraxel is quite a strong laser, and I see it overused because I think because of the name recognition, everyone comes in asking for a Fraxel, right. regardless of whether it's appropriate for them or not. And people are not aware of the choices. I think this podcast is great because people know there are other things out there, not just a Fraxel. And Fraxel could be the right laser for certain people, but boy, I, I mean, when I was first starting out as well at different locations, I, I worked with Fraxels, and, and they can be great, but I also had some experience with Fraxel that were not so... That's so great either. So, well, I think also some derms call when people come in for a fraxel, they don't know what they're talking about. They're asking for that type of a laser, a resurfacing laser. So they'll be like, "Yeah, we have that," without telling them. Telling we we them. always tell people that it's not the fraxel that we have a couple. It's of fractional, a brand. We have a couple of different fractional devices. Yeah, and the consultation will figure out which type is appropriate for for your skin. Mm -hmm. So we have um, the halo, which is a uh, that a type of that laser. Along with that, whatever else I can't, I, you, can you explain that a little more? Why the frac the halo so is it's different? The only, it's the only hybrid fractional laser out there. Meaning, each time that laser fires, it's on a roller. So basically, you're you're randomly distributing where those holes are, which is the most effective. Mm -hmm. So you don't get a big streak. It's basically randomly patterned. Each time that laser fires, it fires two lasers at once. One forms a ring on top, and in the middle of that ring is a column that goes into the skin. This is why you get such a nice res resurfacing effect on top, but also collagen and volume generation underneath. Oh, so you're getting the deeper laser the down at the bottom. So you're getting tightening down there you as well. You have the option of only doing the deep one, which functions then just like a regular laser. Mm -hmm. um, but you also have at the same time that ring on top, which helps with the superficial pigmentation. But when you say ring on top, you're not saying you're going to see circles on your face, mm -hmm. right? No, because you'll see basically it vaporizes it. So you do get this gritty kind of like white little little flakes on top. And basically that's your bladed Aries. stratum corneum and epidermis. It feels like sandpaper basically. Yes, for mm -hmm. quite a while actually. Yeah, and then stay out of the sun. <laughs> Absolutely. So there are certain lasers where you have to stay out of the sun for sure. And people always ask this question, like do I have to hide in my room for two months afterwards? And the answer to that is no. Um, Halo's actually a surprisingly safe laser because the it, it targets water. Right, so that there's only three chromophores. There's water, there is kind of the red that you see in uh, like blood, and then you have browns you see in sunspots and melasma. And when you're targeting is water, it's called a colorblind laser, meaning it can be safely used to treat many different skin types um, and doesn't cause rebound pigmentation in general. Um, is Halo one of those? Halo is one of those. Okay, so we, we can use Halo even on skin type 5, which uh, technically just means kind of darker, darker skin types. Mm -hmm. um, we certainly turn the settings down because we're valuing the skin first, but it's not even as dangerous as an IPL. Wow. IPL of all the things is probably the most dangerous laser that we do. Hmm. Because it decides a, it's a huge range of wavelengths, everything in the visible spectrum. So you're non-discriminately like targeting everything. Hmm. So how much does a halo cost? 
And do you treat the whole face with the halo? I recommend full face treatment. Um, mm -hmm. This is not one of those things that you just want to target like one tiny spot. This is truly a rejuvenating laser, even prevents skin cancers. Mm. Um, it will blast off those actinokeratoses that uh, we've talked about before. Um, oh, oh, Julie's yeah. eyebrows really? raised. The halo, yeah. <laughs> the piece of the ablative uh, portion of the halo will help with that too. Um, <laughs> I can see her. She's doing training. a dance. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh. Dr. Oh, Vicky oh, wants yeah. me to use the Aldera. Yeah, I mean that's also a great option too. Yeah, you know, you have different different options. You haven't um, started that yet. No, she wants me to wait till <laughs> she's come back going from on traveling. A trip oh yeah, don't do it. Yeah, they'll definitely be out of the sun. Oh yeah, um, don't Dr. do Wing, it. If I were to come to you again, I was yeah. gonna ask this anyway before yeah. you said that, but now now you really piqued my. Uh, um, <laughs> what would you do differently? Would would or would I have the same? downtime and the same result would i have a basketball head again or <laughs> you're making would him you sweat, do it would you do things differently or <laughs> he's like you're not allowed to get a halo hey, anymore his, his, his phone number this time i guess <laughs> I, I guess i'm also wondering um has the technology improved even in, it has yeah. so we have the updated jewel platform which is the cyton platform um <laughs> much faster much more comfortable but also more powerful and and not everyone needs that power right but the power allows us to deliver the energy more efficiently and so I think your skin looks great, <laughs> right? So at this point, it's a very different skin that we're treating now than it was years ago. So because this is the this is a hybrid laser, we can customize both the deep part of the treatment as well as the superficial component of it, right? So if you don't have a ton of this superficial individual pigmented spots, I would basically lighten some of the treatments for the superficial one and only go for the deep ones for that rejuvenation. Now, if we're really trying to treat actinic keratosis specifically, I would actually increase the strength of the superficial one where the actinic keratosis sits, and I would decrease the amount of the deep one. Gotcha. And that's going to decrease the amount of swelling. Great. Okay. But the, the swelling can also be pre-treated with things like antihistamines, mm -hmm. right? Um, kind of cool packs and mm -hmm. different, different tech, um, basically different strategies before and you And plus, the if you know what you're going to possibly be up against, you know, you can plan for it. Too. Yeah, and maybe yeah. even decreasing, there are basic things like decreasing salt intake. Yeah. Right, and Julie is really interested in the nutritional aspect of mm -hmm. things, and that would be something she would definitely want to ask you, like, how could she eat differently maybe about, the week before or yeah, the week like after? Yeah, like anti-inflammatory foods that mm -hmm. would don't cause inflammation in her skin. But you know what? Should I try it? We want, so we don't want the swelling, which mm -hmm. is what the antihistamines do, but I don't recommend anyone take anti-inflammatories. Mm. The whole reason it works is because it's inflammation, mm -hmm. right? We want right. the red. We want the inflammation. Right. 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 That's what oh. gives you collagen. Yes. If someone, okay. if you right. if you do right. a halo treatment and you leave, <laughs> and a day later the redness is gone, that was not a halo treatment. <laughs> oh, right. did you hear that, people? Yeah. <laughs> Just like you know, doctors were telling people who were getting boosters, don't take anti-inflammatories. Yes. You mm -hmm. want the inflammation. It's true. Um, I, I always feel like zero downtime means zero results. Right. Although I know it sounds like some of the technologies are getting better and better, like for that tattoo laser you mentioned in the in the past episode. But generally speaking, you do a little downtime is great. You're going to get better results. You Just want minimal. Be you want minimal. What like, about prednisone? Prepared. Prednisone will knock everything out. You prednisone like, is probably you the, always the like strongest. that. You always like that. For 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 would, like yes. would it, he likes prednisone is that what you said yeah for, for well, I've done things with him before he's recommended the mm -hmm. prednisone well because it it takes out that swell right yeah I mean when I did the XLV uh, I had that same experience um, of where I wasn't able to get a hold of the office afterwards mm -hmm. and my face blew up like a 
like a water bed. Yeah. It was like, like it felt bed. like I had a water bed in my skin. I don't think people know about water beds anymore, but I love that you <laughs> know Did I just it. age my face? Do you know that my parents still have a water bed? I think we've talked about this. Stop. Those I are swear such bad they sleep on a water bed. Oh my God. They're fun to just like but my face well, felt like that. No pizza, the whole movie it was, was like it was like a big <laughs> bubble of water. I could see it jiggling underneath. Anyways, oh I was like really super swollen, and I thought it, my face was gonna pop, and so I couldn't get a hold of their office. There's no after hours number, nothing, and I and so of course I called Doctor Vicky. I text you like emergency, emergency. Should I go to the emergency room? Like I'm, my face is gonna pop, and and Doctor Vicky said, well, what did they do? She's I, I don't know that laser. Like you need to call them and ask them. And I'm like, well, I don't have a number. I have no way to reach them. She's like, okay, prednisone. You told told me I'll just get you like something to help bring down. I've showed her my face. It was horrifying and i was so scared yeah there are ways to bring down inflammation um and certainly it depends on what you're treating too right for example julie if we're treating if we're treating collagen we're trying to generate collagen and rejuvenation then ideally you want the inflammation for a certain amount of time now yes prednisone is helpful in the very beginning and once you stop the prednisone there's still gonna be inflammation there you're still gonna be able to generate a lot most of the collagen but if you're trying to treat blood vessels you're not really trying to rejuvenate your skin you're just trying to get rid of the blood vessels right. so there's no additional benefit to having prolonged inflammation right so i think the prednisone is, is a is a great fast um treatment option really for like emergencies okay so really quick um we have to wrap this episode up and i want to know how much somebody would pay for a halo and who it's good for in general so halo is truly one of the one of those premier lasers out there still it's been out for a while but it is is one of these like really expensive really top of the line lasers mm-hmm. um on average in la i've seen people charge between three thousand and six thousand dollars a session of wow. halo Ouch. um and how long do those results last for that kind of money so the results are supposed to be I mean, I want to say I want to say permanent, but I mean permanent is a is a is is not really the right answer to that because your you skin will continue again. to break right. down. Right, we age again every you know we age every year. So the when every I go day, to the, the 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 summits where some of the Halo users around the country are kind of discussing results and how they use it, a lot of dermatologists are doing it on themselves every year to keep their skin at the same age every year. Oh my goodness. Wow. I think $3,000 a year is a bargain to keep yeah, your skin. Yeah, I mean if you if you not forever age. young. <laughs> forever <laughs> young. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Did, but have Found you ever looked at anyone and he said like I'm 65 and he looked 50 or 45, yeah. People on stage. Really? Yeah. Who do like the do yeah. something like Some the people halo have, are high volume kind of halo users and and you can kind of tell that their skin just glows really nicely. But it doesn't look like Phony, rubber, phony, phony. Some do, but it's hard to know what else they do. And I think, you know, from my perspective, all this, all this information is so important to have people realize it's not one and done for your whole life. Like you need upkeep, Mm -hmm. whether it's skincare and sun avoidance and other treatments. You know, so it's important to know about all these, these, these technologies. And maybe they want to do Halo, but it's not one Halo, and then you're great until you're ninety. No, you got to do something every single year, and budget for it, or don't budget for it, and just know that you're just going to age. That's fine. But I think that that is a really nice take home. It takes a lot of effort to look good. Okay, but if I was um, didn't have a lot of money, you know, and I'm I I wanted to do something that was uh, the best 
that I could do for myself right now? Would Halo be a good choice if I was like, I I want it to last the longest and do the most things all at once. And I don't want to have to get this laser and that laser and this thing and that thing and take this pill and do that thing. Could I say like a Halo laser might be a good overall, like this will satisfy me? I think the lasers, at least that I have experienced with, it is, it's kind of our go-to for this you know, so some places we have to do three or four sessions to just get that final result you want. But I think Halo. With a Halo? No, with oh. a non-Halo. With a Halo, unless I'm treating really, really bad scar tissue, where I do recommend two sessions or even three sessions. And that's obviously a pricey way to treat scars, but it does a lot of other things too. But if you're just trying to do quantum of this rejuvenation thing, I think once a year is plenty for this laser. Okay. And the and then the downtime you said is one to two weeks, but does that mean you can still go to work the next day or should you do it you on go a Friday to work, before? But I think certainly the... it's, I mean, you would want to plan that for maybe Halloween or something. Um, but <laughs> you're, you're gonna or look, like you're a gonna Friday look, before sure a three-day weekend. You could go to a party as a pumpkin head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so really the, the downtime. It's the Halloween special. <laughs> the way it progresses is really day two, day three, day four are truly red, red with swelling. Usually by day five, a lot of the, um, except for Julie, the, the, the swelling <laughs> goes away. Even the redness is gone by day five. And then people have to have this like just tiny little brown specks everywhere on their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That takes another week to fully kind of flake off. And so that's kind of the standard experience. And I've seen people like that and they look fine. Like they don't look weird. Or no, when crazy. the skin comes off, the skin is really no nice. but i mean oh. even that week where it's like that sandpapery mm-hmm. it doesn't look terrible like you can go out you can go out but sunscreen of course but um sure. but so i would say do it on a friday before a three-day weekend would be good yeah you, you, <laughs> your colleagues are still going to ask questions on monday and tuesday but yeah as long as you're prepared to feel those questions you'll be like i was in the sun all weekend what <laughs> dr wayne could you just give us like a quick little like synopsis of Someone comes into your office. Mm-hmm. They're they've heard of all three of these lasers mm-hmm. from our show. What what would be the reason you would do one or the other or the other? Just okay. She's know. talking about um, yeah the episode we did up. on Spectra laser. Yes, then we did Derma V laser on another episode, and now we're doing Halo exactly. laser. Sorry. So between the three lasers mm-hmm. from the three episodes we just did with you. Uh, what was your question now? My question was... Um, How do I decide which one yes. to use? Yes, yes. So I'm a big sucker for combinations. I love doing different types of lasers because just like going to the gym and trying to stimulate that muscle confusion where that same thing with skin and same thing with collagen, if you do the same thing over and over and over again, it stops working, right? We really with mm-hmm. anything. You get diminishing returns. And the reason I like lasers and we have so many is because we have all these options. So what I like to do, um, of course, uh, if someone's coming from out of town to see me from New York or kind of flying in from other places, like I'm going to be in, be in L.A. for two weeks and I need something that's just going to transform my skin. It's going to be just I want to treat a little bit of everything. I love the halo for this, you know, and, and it really does a little bit of everything. However, if someone's coming in with an especially uh, difficult to treat problem, it's like someone has just like this overall just tons of redness in the face and they have everything else, then I will usually do a derma v session two in quick succession followed by the halo because what it does the halo does it it'll treat everything kind of evenly over time but i like to treat the problems first Mm -hmm. this is why it's important to have a set of lasers or platforms that actually can target something very specific and also kind of your broad general strokes Mm -hmm. and the halo is a broad general stroke kind of when you say follow 
time in between or can you do them both on the same visit? The Derma V I can do uh, comfortably even a week apart. A week apart. Yeah. Okay. And then if someone's in, in town for only two weeks, I'll do the Derma V, the Derma V again, and I'll finish with a halo. Wow. Mm. So I call the halo a finishing laser. It's really to get that final kind of final smoothing, kind of final package. So someone has really bad acne scars, we'll treat all the deep ones first, we'll get rid of the color, and at the very end I just tell like, this is the finishing treatment. Mm. So at the end, your skin is just looking really, really nice. That sounds lovely. Wow, love it. Okay, and then the Hollywood Spectra laser, you would? Any pigmented spots. So Pigmented, it, especially, oh, those are your pigmentation. thick, Severed keratoses, which are little benign growths or sunspots, I tend to want to treat those individually and I hit them with Hollywood Spectra first. Mm -hmm. Or if someone has melasma, I will do a little light speckling on the, on the melasma first before the halo. But people with melasma, you have to be really careful. Any laser can pigment you. And so with our melasma patients, we use very, very low settings even on the halo. You will still get some of the results, but if you have a history of melasma, less is more. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Who wants to go first with our takeaways on this session about the halo? How about you? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> My takeaway is that I love the halo laser. <laughs> I would say um, I am of the type that's like, I don't want to do a whole bunch of things, so I, I would like to do one thing that I know will take care of a lot of things and um, I can do it once a year. I think that's cool. So, uh, but again, do it with a doctor that you trust and that is referred. My takeaway is that um, if you commit to a maintenance uh, program of lasers, um, eating well, sunscreen, you can prolong your, your aging. You're, you're going to age, but you can prolong the any kind of extreme aging. Um, and there are a variety of wonderful lasers out there. And um, the halo sounds like uh, the, the go-to right now. My takeaway is it takes a multitude of treatments, skin care, health style, health, you know, healthy lifestyle commitments to age gracefully. My takeaway um, for the people who are listening to this podcast is before you go in for a consultation, you know, don't be set on one particular laser. You should, before you go and see the provider, really have an idea of kind of kind of what you're looking for, specific things that bother you the most, and know that when you go in so you can make an informed decision with whoever you get the consultation with. Amen, amen, amen. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> well, that was a lovely three-session blast with you, Dr. Wang. Thank you for joining this was fun. Thanks Conscious. for having me. We'll see you back Thank again you. in the future for some more laser talk. Perfect. Happy to do it. Have All a right. great Saturday. Thanks. Thank you. you. Bye, everyone. Bye. This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There's so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you Facially Conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at info at